Hi there, and welcome to Down the Lane With. Siblings Reunited, otherwise known as The Star Project, was formed in 2013 by Karen Morrison after she became aware of the large numbers of brothers and sisters who were being separated after going into care. According to one study carried out at the University of Strathclyde, it was found that 7 in 10 siblings are separated in the system. This can lead to years passing without contact. As a foster carer herself, Karen has had first-hand experience of these separations and set out to create a place where brothers and sisters who had been separated could come together for a time to maintain contact throughout their period in care. This led to the creation of the Star Project, a farm location in the north of Fife, which provides children with a wealth of activities which they can participate in with the family members they are separated from. So far, the project has reunited close to 500 children. Hi Karen, thanks for joining us today, especially as I know you've got a very hectic schedule at the moment. Welcome, thanks for having me. Can I begin by asking you, what are the reasons for children becoming separated when they go into care? There's many reasons, but probably the most obvious one would be a lack of foster carers able to take sibling groups, particularly larger ones. I guess that, that's that's the main reason. We also work alongside Stand Up for Siblings, trying to change the law. And so the law is another issue, um, but uh, hopefully not for much longer because we are making massive changes there. So yes, in a nutshell, we just need more foster carers able to take sibling groups. These children were born into a family and they had to adapt to that family. Now, in many cases, that could have been extremely difficult for them. And also, in many cases, they've, they've had to look out for each other, perhaps more than, than they would normally. Sometimes even just look after each other, because maybe no one else can. So, when children are then moved on into foster care, I think what a lot of people are forgetting is, is they need time to adjust as a group. That's not going to happen overnight. You know, the eldest might have been the parent to all the other children, all the all these years, and all of a sudden it's taken away. For all of a sudden, the the, the life that they used to lead is, is gone. So really, what what sibling groups need is they need time to adjust, not only to their new life, but they need time to adjust uh, to their new life together. And when children are not placed together, they're not having the opportunity to do that. Why is there such a lack of contact between the siblings? Going back to my last point, when children are initially separated, there's a lot going on inside, outside, everywhere as professionals. Um, now, what is laid down in law is parents must have contact with their children unless it's deemed not in their best interest. Now, because that is a law, it happens. Now, that's not a law with siblings at the moment. So what we see happening is brothers and sisters get to see each other during parent contact. Now, maybe a lot of people will think, well, that's fine, you know, that, that's, that's great. It actually isn't because these contacts are really meant for the parents. These contacts are for usually taking place in a social work office. And as important as these visits are, it's really for social work to assess the parents, supervise, see how things are going, and it's usually quite chaotic for the children because what happens is they just dive right back into 
the way they were before they came into care. And it's definitely not good enough contact for brothers and siblings. I get that it has to happen, but it's certainly not good enough for sibling contact. They need their own special time together. And how long can the children go without seeing each other? It could be forever, I guess. But from Star's point of view, I think the longest has been eight years. So no contact whatsoever for eight years till they turn up on the car park here. Do you think that for the majority of people, the assumption is that most siblings are kept together when they go into care? I think so. I mean, we have to remember, Michael, that we're talking about over 70% of all children in the care system have one sibling they don't live with. Do you remember that documentary? Was it the Isle of Skye? And a huge amount of siblings that were separated. And I think, was it 70 years later trying to find each other? I remember being in a shop a number of years ago now and overhearing these two ladies chatting about this programme. And uh, they were both agreeing how awful it was. That was ridiculous. Things should have been done about that. And I had to bite my tongue and not say, it's still going on. There's a figure on the BBC News website claiming £875 million is spent annually in Scotland trying to provide support for people dealing with the effects of separation and care. What are the problems that people can find themselves living with? Off the top of my head, I don't know all the statistics, but I know that children who have spent time in the care system have a higher chance of mental health problems, drugs, alcohol, underage pregnancies, school, you know, not going so great, very low percent attending college or university. I mean, it's, it's all round. It's, it's not one thing or the other. It's, it is kind of everything. I mean, even the statistics of adults in prison, it's really high, the amount that were in, you know, previously in the care system. Not saying that that's all because they've not seen their brothers and sisters, but gosh, I think it would help a lot. If you visualise a child leaving the care system and having that support, that bond with your brother and sister, that just might make the difference to making better choices, decisions. So what actually happens on the farm? What is it exactly that STAR provides for the children? To break it down a little, it would probably be useful to say that we have an animal section, we have a garden section, we have a play park area, we have a wigwam and we have an outdoor kitchen. Basically over in the, the animal section we have ponies and ducks and chickens, various small animals from daegus, rabbits, guinea pigs, chinchillas and... Um, we can't forget Murphy, the sheep. I remember one um, one little four-year-old coming for the first time, running across to the animal se- section, and we couldn't stop laughing because she shouted at the top of our voice, where's the coos? <laughs> and so we don't have cows. I mean, we have, we have children that would happily spend their whole visit here. It's about what they want to get out of their visit and, you know, what they would like to do. The... Garden section has a, a massive long polytunnel and inside each family has their own little garden and that's uh, they can choose what they want to grow, whether it's cauliflowers or carrots or peas or strawberries. And uh, we have an outdoor veg plot and a, an orchard as well. The wigwam, uh, we're really missing the wigwam just now because it's not, because of uh, lockdown, it's not been put up this year. And in there is usually just a mass of everything from every age group, from dressing up to karaoke, to cars, to dolls, to 
just everything. So how long do the children spend there? Do they just come for the day or is it an overnight experience? It's two hours a month. Now that doesn't sound long and it's certainly not something that we've stipulated. I think that's just, you know, that that's, that's the way it is. And I guess the only good thing of it being for two hours is that it gets them really excited about coming back. There's never enough time to do everything. So yeah, two hours a month and we always try and book their dates in till the end of the year so that everybody knows what's happening and more importantly, it's continuity for the, the children. Probably the most important space and one that's used at some point during all visits is our outdoor kitchen. We have a table that I think the most we've had on there is 45 people around it, so it's, it's big. That is the area that we decorate for every event. So if you've had a look on our website or our Facebook site, Michael, you'll see how crazy we go. And there's, there's a reason. It's not just because we love Christmas or Halloween here. It's uh, because that's the only memory they'll have together. Most of our groups only see each other at Star. So, you know, that's it. So we want to make it special. Are there any other projects in Scotland that are offering this service? We're unique and the first of its kind, that's for sure. That's how our journey's been so difficult to get to where we are. Setting up any charity is difficult, but setting up the first of its kind, wow. And we're by no means near the top of the mountain. And am I right in saying that your project has been recognised by the Prime Minister with you receiving the Points of Light Award? Yes, that was... um, that was lovely to have. <laughs> and out of the blue, I'm not sure who decides these things. Or You know, I'm not sure. But any recognition for all our hard work is, is, is amazing. It was a lovely thing to receive, as well as the letter from Prime Minister. So that was nice. And just to finish up, Karen, can you tell me about the new legislation which is underway in Scotland regarding the welfare of children in care? August last year, the Scottish Parliament passed the Children's Scotland Act 2020 which makes significant changes to the law to help care experienced brothers and sisters stay in each other's lives. Now, these changes won't take effect until the 26th of July, and basically local authorities will have a new legal duty to promote contact with siblings. This new act will take a broad view of who is a sibling. Now, that includes children, includes relationships where children have lived together and see themselves as brothers and sisters, basically. A sibling, obviously, defined as having one or more, uh, well, at least one parent in common. And then it's, it's gone to add any other persons with whom the child has lived and with whom the child has an ongoing relationship. There's also going to be a, a duty on local authorities to get the views of siblings. And that will also um, be within a hearing system as well now. It's really quite massive and we're all very, very happy about it. But more work to be done. Well, that sounds quite hopeful. Thanks again, Karen, for taking the time to speak with us and best of luck with your very worthwhile project. You're welcome. Anything's easier than homeschooling seven children. So nice to meet you. Bye-bye. You can find out more about Siblings Reunited through their Facebook page or by visiting their website at siblingsreunited.org.uk. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the London Lane Centre.